Wow. Wow. T My eyes are really itchy. Herpes. What? Gonorrhea. Crabs. What the fuck are you talking about? Dunno. Whatever wrong with your eyes. I've got some kind of affliction. Okay. <laughs> we didn't get education about that sort of thing at school like you guys do. We just had to fend for ourselves against a world of fatal diseases. I don't think herpes is particularly fatal. Didn't no. even get to put a condom on a banana. No, did we? Didn't you? We got them on demonstration penises. You had a demonstration penis? Yeah. <laughs> Taking all the mystery out of it. <sighs> Why did you decide to suddenly go on a rant about that? Why do I do anything? Stop getting too analytical. You're the one asking questions. Fuck you. That's when you're losing an argument. And you resort to the fuck you. Because you're just being pointless. Shut it up. Shut up. I can't even speak. Are we ready to begin? I've already started. And that's not the podcast. <laughs> Is that... It, it, did you start on that just because you thought that was part of the podcast? No, we've been recording for a couple of minutes. I know, but we haven't even done the introduction yet, so all of this will have to go before the thingy. Will you stop bashing your mic? <laughs> no. Fuck you, <laughs> amateur. Leave it alone. Every time you touch it, I have to edit. Good. Why don't you put your coffee here in this big space? Because I'm not left-handed. Put it behind you then, or on the, on the floor or something. Because you're twat. Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> he literally moved it right back to where it was. <laughs> Fucking <blanker. sighs> I'm sorry. I'm going to hit it out if I do it. Put it somewhere else then. Yeah. There's a big space there. That's a stupid place to put it. I'll be left-handed today, then. Oh. Yeah. I'm quite good at being left-handed. <laughs> Are we ready to begin? I believe so. Okay. Ooh, this is a Valentine's Day special. You always start first. Okay. You're so selfish. Stop enjoying yourselves. <laughs> Hello Internet, I'm Firebolt. I'm the Orbiter. Wow, you sound so happy to be the Orbiter. <laughs> you scared me. I wasn't expecting it. You actually went quiet and you succeeded in starting the podcast, which is usually a multiple attempt thing, but you know, it went quiet and then you just <laughs> shouted, Hello Orbiter, I'm the... Oh no. Oh, never mind. Hello Internet. You, you know our introduction. I've got no idea what kind of tone this... Last episode was quite um, deep. Macabre. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Is this going to be light relief or are we going to get deep again today? Let's try keep it on the lighter side because it is okay. our Valentine's Day special. Nyo. 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 What was that? Terrorists have lovers too. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, speaking of Valentine's Day, don't you think that's a little creepy though? Probably. What is it nowadays? Because when I was a kid, when Valentine's Day actually meant something. Um, Back in my day, where it we was, actually loved it. It was people other. sending we anonymous just cards. just sent dick pics. It's a bit stalkerish, because it's just people sending anonymous cards to people that they fancied. It's like the pre-internet way of stalking, I guess. Well, what's the internet way of stalking, then? Just go on Facebook. Look at all your friends and what they're up to. Yeah, but you're not actually telling them that you that you fancy them anonymously. You, you, you're you're not actually being detected looking at. Them. Did I detect a Freudian slip there? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know I what I mean. That's not the same out. thing, is it? Okay. I'm just like the thought of get. I mean, in some ways, people say it's romantic finding that they've got an anonymous, an anonymous, an anonymous admirer. But in other ways, it could be like uh, I'm a bit worried now because somebody fancies me. I don't know who it is. I watch you. I got accused of sending a Valentine's card to somebody. I didn't send one to when I was at school. I was 
Very offended. Well, not offended, but it was like she didn't believe me. I haven't sent a Valentine's Day card since primary. She got this Valentine's card on on um, Valentine's Day, and uh, and just like accused me in front of everyone. Basically said, "I know who sent it," and like sort of looked straight at me, and I'm like, "It wasn't me." <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, and also it's named after a massacre, I think. Oh, yeah. No, the massacre's named after Valentine's Day because that's the day it took place. Oh, right. Ah. <laughs> Lamb okay. Named after a saint. I wish we had a star stuff cam. Just, she's, you, you only get to speak, like, once every now and then, so you're allowed to be smart because you've got time to think of what to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to talk for the entire hour, so we're going to say lots of stupid stuff, and we do. I just farted at you. Why? How are we going to talk about love for an hour? I don't know. Well. There are lots of different kinds of... I need to... I heard once that that Sanskrit has 19 words for love. Um, And it was in a documentary that I was watching about Tarangalila Symphony by a composer called Messian. I'm sorry? A composer called Messian wrote a thing called Tarangalila Symphony, which is... The character feature armor. What, Tarangalila? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, nerds. <laughs> I didn't know that. Actually, I don't know what Tarangalila means. Um, I do know the symphony has a, a, a lot of movements and they're all like to do with love. No, that's not how you spell it. No. No, that's, that's Leela. That's the character. Yeah, but you said... We're not actually online. <laughs> Wow, professionalism here. Um, we know what we're doing. No, you said Turanga Leela. Well, that's her f- first name. What, Turanga? I think so. Is it? She's the Cyclops. There we go, Leela. That's not how you spell the Leela in Turanga Leela, though. I swear it's Turanga Leela. Yeah, but it's L-I-L-A in Turanga Leela. I don't know. So it's obviously not related at T- all. Turanga Leela, there. Full name Tarangalila. Ah. It's, uh, it has in it, this symphony has in it an Ons Martineau. Which you know what that is, don't you? Or do you not? No. They're, they're, it's a very early form of synthesizer, one of the first synthesizers. Why would I know what that is? I don't know, I just thought I remembered you saying something about, oh, is that a, an Ons Martineau? I'll tell you what it's used in famously, Ghostbusters. You know that kind of wailing kind of in the music kind of what we did what does this have to do with love i want to know what tarangalila means um and because this is where i heard of the concept of love having um thing um what was i saying 19 words in sanskrit uh what does it mean though it tells me what it is it's a large well look but the etymology all right, Tarangalila etymology. I forget about that word. Etymology. What's the etymology of etymology? Uh, I don't know. Oh, look, look. Nitarama.com says that Leela's full name, Tarangalila, is a reference to Olivier Messiaen's... Well, that's what I thought. Because famous orchestral piece. Because, well, that 1948 symphony screams purple-haired sexy cyclops chick, don't you think? You just hit your mic again. I hit the pop shield. Okay. I don't know. Oh, lover of horses. Wow. No, Philip is Greek in origin and means roughly lover of horses. All right, hang on. Leela's name is the most well-hidden joke in all of future art. What are you doing? I'm trying to find out what... Right, okay. Sanskrit, which is a dead language, for both superhuman and abandoned. Right, there you go. That's what Taranga Leela means. Leela was abandoned as a baby and left with a message that was impossible to translate. For any other show, I'd say this is a coincidence, but I believe they named Leela off of a fairly obscure symphony from the 40s. Um, anyway, words for love in Sanskrit... I think Sanskrit is an ancient, is it sort of, I'm thinking sort of Indian kind of region. I think it, yeah. Um, Ish. uh, 
Is, oh, five stages of love as Hindus see them. See, this has taken us down a path that we can actually talk about. Okay. Ancient India's five words for love. That's not 19 words, is it? Oh, there are 267 words for love in Sanskrit. You're pretty much just looking at things from the Kama Sutra now. No. They're words. They're not... Um... What are you on about, the Kama Sutra? Ooh, the little love book. Can we get on to, like, talking? <laughs> we are talking. You're just not contributing much. You're just looking at the internet. Right. Talk about love, then. What is love? I don't know. You won't let me look it up. But fuck off. <laughs> you don't need to look up what love is to know what it is. Love is a human concept. Is it? Is it uniquely, though? Well, it depends what you mean by love, because it means lots of different things depending on the context. Like, for instance, I love star stuff, but not in the same way that I love you. <laughs> no. Fortunately for both of us. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, as we found when we were discussing death... You've got to define what you mean by the word before you start giving it meaning. <laughs> I just saw Star Stuff just looking around going, what the fuck are you all about? Just wondering what other meaning there is for death. Death. Um, that, that's, oh, no, we no, were defining no, no. the moment of death. We, 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 what, what, I mean, you've, you've heard the dead strawberries thing in Infinite Monkey Cage. Yeah. Is a strawberry dead? And, and, but we were talking about when is a human, when, when does death occur as a you know, in. We could in do an experiment death. if you want. No, we've, we've, you've missed that episode. You, mm. you, you weren't part of that. You, uh, your favorite character in the whole of literature as well. Yeah. And, uh, anyway. Disappointing. Love. So that that's an example of love. No, I won't ask. Immediate you. forgiveness for being having your life threatened by your partner. But yeah, that was, that, that's love. Uh, that, there's a comedian I like, uh, Fern Brady, who Good. had a, very glad for you a bit on intrusive thoughts. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like. Well, do you ever get it where you're like standing at a train station and you're just being like, what would it be like if you just jumped in front of that train? Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Well, not all the time, but yeah. I've said this really strong urge to go, whoop. But you never actually want to. No, I mean, it's like, um, I've had that a few times when driving, when you're coming up to a T-junction and you just think, what if I just put my foot down and went straight into the house opposite rather than pulling up safely at the junction? But one of the things was... Or going straight across a crossroad. With her partner just thinking, watching them sleep, what would it be like if I just pushed my my thumbs into your eye? (laughs) Or or, or when you're making a meal in the kitchen and you get a sharp knife out of the drawer and, and one of your kids is there in the kitchen with you and you think, what would it be like if I just inserted this into their ribs and killed them in the kitchen. <laughs> that actually thing you. I know how the kids react when you say that you're going to do that to them. What? I know how the kids react when you say you're going to do that to them. <laughs> you threaten them, do you? Yeah. Why do you think they obey me most of the time? Well, they didn't last night because I did, you ended up doing the washing up. That's because there was no hot water. Well, there was by the time we... Did it between us, or mum, mum did it and I dried. Yeah, well, just miraculously came on, I guess. It's okay, I'll make up for it tonight. Oh yeah, still got to be done tonight. See, that's love. We left it for you. Fuck you. <laughs> Where were we, anyway? Yeah. No naming names. Pardon me. Okay. What was your first experience of love? That wasn't like... If you're talking about not, not your kind your of mum. mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, that's a really difficult one to answer. It depends what you're talking about. I can tell you my first experience of infatuation. Can I? Actually, I think infatuation is a, a lot stronger in emotion, like immediately. Yeah. It just doesn't last. I guess. Um, sort of a um, quick burn that's a lot more intense. 
I don't know because I don't actually know what love is. I think everyone defines it for themselves. Um, I mean, I would say uh, it's weird because I would say that that having been married for how long have we been married now? Seventeen years and a bit and two months. Yeah, that long. And you've been counting every day. <laughs> um, Could have been out by now. That's uh, that's 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 the nearest. Um, what do you call it? Uh, nearest to de- a, de- a definition of what you might think of as love as I can think, because you don't last that long without going through a hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, forgiving each other a, a hell of a lot and sacrificing yourself a lot. And There's a weird thing. Yeah, I know, I know, there's this thing as well about women looking at you as if to say, what do you mean forgiving? I haven't done anything wrong kind of thing. <laughs> it's like everybody does something wrong. Well, not if I'm not sexist. It's not limited to just blokes. But uh, didn't you get like married within months of meeting each other? Yeah, um, we actually got engaged within about forty-eight hours of meeting each other, wasn't it? Well, actually, physically meeting each other. Yeah, yeah. But but we'd we met online in a chat room for the once great band Muse. <laughs> once great well they're alright now but they've gone downhill in my opinion But I I don't like the, la- the, the last album they're very much. popular anyway that's not part of the subject um, yeah um, that was was it August time that we first met online no it was in the summer maybe a bit earlier yeah sort of August, May June, June. July. Oh, May June well don't know then yeah, we'd we'd been talking online for a little while anyway, and then we spoke on the phone, and then we met. I I got the train up to Aberdeen to meet her because we got on really well, and then a couple of days later we were engaged, and three months later we were married, and seventeen and a bit years later we were sat um, like this doing a podcast. Some more important things <laughs> have happened since then, you know, like me. <laughs> Well, obviously, that's important to you. Oh, wow, Hank. (laughs) (laughs) You never loved me. (sighs) But you know what I mean? It's like, you got to go through some, I don't know. Some people, I suppose, are lucky they get the right person straight away, but... It's weird. But other people, there might be a a strong um, emotional reaction... At the start, but that that doesn't last. Or if it does, it can easily turn into hate because <laughs> a strong emotion isn't. Yeah, no, that feels actually the op- the opposite of love is really is really indifference. It's kind of, um, but it's easy to love and hate. A, a, it's a bit like pain and pleasure. It's very closely linked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ask Freddie Mercury. Well, don't actually. It won't get you met anywhere. <laughs> yes, just like. <clears throat> what do you think of this song on the kind of magic album? Pain is so close to pleasure. Right, you're just randomly bringing up musicians. I'm trying to keep the conversation going because you're not saying much. You're asking me about my past love life and then leaving me to I bear all. I don't know what to say? Well, you probably about got you? more experience. And yeah, I'll oh, see. She's supposed to be on my side. <laughs> Right. What about you? What was your first experience of love? Okay. Well, again, I won't name names, but since it was more recent, some people I know probably know who I am talking about anyway. I think it was two years ago, actually. Exactly. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. What? That's what they say, isn't it? When they when they do a film based on a true story. They didn't murder her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said the innocent, not the guilty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my <laughs> uh, Yeah, that was weird. It, it's it, it's also like a weird thing of chance because I always think sort of because I I rarely ask someone whether 
they would that whether they like me in that way but i'm not really sure if it's a case of there's just some sort of sense that you get from someone that they do like you and that's how you tell and that's a sort of um i don't know there's this weird thing and i don't know if it's a that was definitely more a case of infatuation i would say yeah I don't know if it's so much nowadays, but there is a traditional kind of that if a boy likes a girl, they tend to. Well, I think traditionally it's more they tend to be nasty to them, which is obviously not very nice. But I, I find more that if I have had feelings for people in the past, I would normally um, avoid them more than other people because I wouldn't know how to interact with them like without being embarrassed. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, I'm sorry, but I'm being really distracted because we've got this computer screen in front of us, and for some reason, it's got followers and it's got a Facebook thing, a Twitter thing, a Google Plus thing, and then it says Nan. Why does it say Nan? Do you want to find out? Click it. Like the mouse, there we go. It's just a part of Google Plus. Google Plus Nan. I don't know. It's not a link. It just says Nan for some reason. <laughs> Where your Nan hangs out and spies on you. It's probably what, just there. acronym for something. Ancient India's five words for love and why knowing them can heighten your happiness. This is bollocks shit. It says clickbait stuff. Like, oh, how to improve your life by... What? What is? I went searching for it. It wasn't clickbait. I wanted to know about different words for love in different languages. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yes, so the intense but fleeting emotional high of falling in love, which generally doesn't last very long, which I think some people label as infatuation. Yeah. Um, I would say anything from six months to a year, if you're lucky. But then would you say that you fell in love with Star Stuff? Uh, Well, that's the difference. No, he was pushed. That's the different thing. It just felt right. It wasn't... I mean, like, this, this myth that the media sells you about that you know this you should know instantly and there should be fireworks and you know just magic in the air and all this lot it's like i'd had all that before in the past and it was like you know where that ends up if there's nothing else to it right but i think um i mean it's it's difficult to tell because if i had met star stuff in real life first that might have been the case but because we'd been we we chatted online and we chatted on the phone so much beforehand, it was almost like we'd done the honeymoon period by the time we met. Do you know what I mean? So there wasn't yeah. that. There was the nerves, but um, I mean, like all the way up here on the train, there was <laughs> in actual fact. I remember the train set fire. The train caught fire that I was on on the way up here. <laughs> I we all had to get off the train at. Kakodi, I think it was, um, and wait for another one to come because the train had caught fire. Um, so I phoned Starstar because she was going to be picking me up from Aberdeen and um, we'd never met before. Um, and she said she'd just wait because you know, it turned out to only be about 20 minutes, half an hour later anyway. But just before just before we put the phone down, she said, love you. And it's like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just like hung up straight away. Because not not because I didn't want to say anything back. It was just I hadn't expected it and wasn't ready for it. You know, so, like, oh, shit. but it wasn't weird. I just kind of chuckled about it to myself. I didn't stand there and chuckle in, in public. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a chuckle. That's a creepy. God knows what. <laughs> that's the laugh that you do when we play a game. It's not a chuckle. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, when we met, obviously there was like that initial kind of, oh, it's going to be like first meeting kind of, it's going to be really kind of awkward. But it wasn't. It was just like within a couple of minutes we were yeah, walking along saying. Union Street holding hands and chatting like we'd known each other for years. Like when I did, when I was around that person once we'd decided to be together i guess mm. it was very awkward like all the time you don't know what to do do you it's got to be yeah. yeah i would say it has to sort of feel natural mm. you want to be with somebody who you can be the most yourself 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's going to take somebody pretty weird, isn't it, to <laughs> to put up with me? Yeah, what I am. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. I was. Like, well, you as well. Yeah. Like so. Yeah, sorry. You are a kid, so you're going to be really weird. You got a double dose of weirdness. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's that skip a generation thing. No, it's not. Well, but my side of the family, I wouldn't say you've got much hope there either. <laughs> Thanks. Bloody genetics. Fuck you and your cells. Well, we can all blame our ancestors for... And anyway, what's wrong with weird? I don't know. Well, it just means it's harder to find people, I guess. <clears throat> You'd be surprised. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, I've... Another thing, because I think I've said it before, I am bisexual. Uh, I have not really had any romantic attraction to a man before, so it's kind of... How do you know, then? <laughs> well, I've had sexual attraction to a man before, so that's how I know I'm bisexual. I don't know what the difference is. There's a very big difference. I know, but I don't... I don't send, I, I'm weird in some ways. I can't... I don't know. I can't do the physical bit without an emotional. I can, but it's just, it's pointless. It doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I can't, I can't do the physical bit without getting emotionally involved. Or if I don't get emotionally involved, it's pointless. It's kind of. Well, I suppose the kind of the physical attraction or sexual attraction is when you like fancy some actor or actress or whatever, like Emma Stone for you. But you don't know her. You don't know what she's like. What? She doesn't know. You've gone and... Well, see, she knows. She's embarrassing you. It's your turn. (laughs) Or a bit like when I'm sort of like, I'll have them wash the windows, but I I, I don't want to... You know, just so I can look. That's all I want to do. I don't Mm. don't want to actually... Like the person that you'd fuck when you play Fuck, Marry, Kill. Yeah, see, (sighs) I wouldn't do that. I'd just have them wash the windows. I don't actually want to have any interaction with them, physical or otherwise. It's Johnny Depp's weird. Yeah, but he could wash the windows. That's fine. That's as far as it's going to go. Do you think he'd charge more than our window window cleaner? I would expect so. <laughs> For washing the windows, I mean. Way. <laughs> <laughs> Where's all the one gone now? That's a euphemism, you know, washing the windows. Yeah. <laughs> Come wash my windows for me. I've not heard that one. I've heard the milkman. You've heard him do what? <laughs> we don't have a milkman. Do I know you won't let me have a milkman. <laughs> there isn't one round here, is there? there? Is. is there? Yeah. How do you know? It's for old people. <laughs> I didn't know they still did milkmen. <laughs> that stuff does. <laughs> yep. One pint or two. <laughs> what the? Uh, what the fuck is this conversation? I'll have gold top today, please. <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, it's the extra creamy variety. Comes from Jersey cows. Gold top milk. What is Jersey cows produce creamier milk, so it's got a lot. It's a lot creamier. <laughs> I wasn't actually asking what it actually meant. I was asking what it meant euphemistically. All oh, right, sorry. <laughs> I've no idea. <laughs> You're just making them up. Huh? Yeah, I'm just talking bollocks. So you, this is what this is breaking bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Have you seen, seen like when people have love tattooed on their knuckles on one side and then hate on the other side? Why is that? Love hate. There was a band called Love Hate. I don't know if they're still around. I don't know. Like maybe they want to. I don't know. Maybe if they punch you with the love hand, they like you, and if they punch you with the hate hand, they don't. Hmm. I don't know. So that's an abusive relationship. Yeah. But yeah, that's... A w- right, it's actually one thing. Sorry, carry on. Weird one, like, <laughs> crushes, because I have loads of... And I'm not sure what my brain does, because I think sometimes my brain just sort of, like, that intrusive thought thing just... Yeah pitches me with someone yeah. so i'm not sure of like that's what i'm saying yes you want this thing or just okay that would be a thing well see what i was going to say was i don't think you can i i it seems like a very selfish 
uh, on the surface seems like a very selfish philosophy, but I think the, the most important love is to love yourself. Because I don't think, whatever your feelings for someone else is, I don't think you can communicate or, or treat them in a way that they deserve if you don't love yourself. Because yeah. you can't give as much as you feel you deserve to give in a relationship. In some ways, if you hate yourself, you're going to destroy things that um, make you happy just because you can't help it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't you can't treat someone right unless you can treat yourself right, I don't think. I guess that makes sense. And also, if you don't love yourself, how do you recognise it when someone else doesn't treat you right? Yeah. Yeah, and probably been there. Mm. But it's I mean it's that's a very simplistic way of looking at it. Obviously it's it's like a set of scales, there's times when you know, there's, I mean, as as you well know, there's days when you get up and you're you're really happy, and other days when you're really down on yourself. It's just like I'm always miserable when I get up. Well, yeah, or maybe straight away, but maybe leaving it half an hour before you actually make an assessment of how you feel is yeah. <laughs> it's wise. <laughs> well, because either uh, I, I I'm getting up way earlier than my body can handle or I'm getting up way later than my body can handle so I have a massive fucking headache either way I usually um, harbour more positive feelings towards you after you've been up for half an hour than when you first get up or when I'm first trying to get you up I wonder why because <laughs> I'm like fucking five times I had to try to wake you up last week one day <laughs> You're a zombie in the morning. Yeah, that, that's just teenagers, I guess. Nah. Both of your sisters were quite capable of getting themselves oh, God, up. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Well, yeah, but I mean, this swings and roundabouts, isn't it? There's some things that you're better at than they are, so. <laughs> Not podcasting. <laughs> Not fun. Gaming. Um, I don't know, actually. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. Love. Yeah, that that thing with the difference between attraction and love. Because I, I, there's that infatuation and then you just get, like, crushes. Do you not find it fascinating, though, that that feeling that you're talking about, that attraction, that infatuation, that obsession, that crush? It's not necessarily infatuation if you just have a crush on someone. Though. Okay, but that feeling, that that feeling of physical attraction is basically um, the mechanism evolution has developed to keep the species going. It's just your brain <laughs> telling you, make babies, make babies. Which is... And this one, this one looks like they might be, they might survive. <laughs> so with that, I'm not sure, even though there's nothing wrong with it, why evolutionarily you do get homosexuality, not just in humans, but in hundreds of species, yeah, thousands even. But just because something um, helps for a species to procreate doesn't mean that's going to be the only option there. I mean, look at pandas. So it's a wonder they're even a thing. Yeah, you know, they'd they'd rather eat bamboo. I feel like you're. <laughs> if, if I believed in like spirit animals, you would be a panda. Why? You just like to just sit around and eat <laughs> slowly. Yeah, but not bamboo. No, not often that slowly either. Well. <laughs> Well, I go through I go through phases. I'm I'm going to enter another phase soon and take it's funny actually because if you look back at our videos or podcasts over the past year and a bit, I, I started off probably about the weight I am now and then I lost a lot of weight over the summer, got quite slim, and I put it all back on again over autumn and Christmas and it's probably gonna go back the other way again soon. It's just like a curve. Like a roller coaster. Well, no, because it's just a dip. What's a dip? Just what, like with hummus? You start, no, you start exercising, and that just goes down, and then Halloween comes round, and you're fat again. 
Yeah, it's a difficult well. Hmm. Or was it more like you just start going down and then Christmas spike? <laughs> well, Christmas is always a, a weird one. Uh, well, it's always something that's difficult to... Uh, the difficult thing is, if you if you go on holiday in the October holidays, um, it's always difficult to get back because you know that you've only got... When you get back, you've only got, you know, a few weeks before the Christmas binge starts. So what, it's like, November. is there any point going back to the gym now? In November? Yeah. That, that's when your Christmas binge starts. Well, Advent calendars start at the end of November or beginning of December, but you know what I mean? I, Mince pies I, are out. Yes, uh, yeah. But like the proper binge is Christmas Day. <laughs> it's a mental thing. Christmas Eve. Is it? Yeah. This This is quite depressing, actually. Or revealing, I don't know which. That is really difficult to actually fill a podcast on this subject. <laughs> We're it's obviously so awkward. <laughs> um, like, why do you think that we do fall in love then? If it, um, again, if it is the well, which part saying, of it are you meaning? Make babies. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's like saying, why have we got two arms or two legs? Or it's, it, it's advantageous, isn't it? To it, it, it's also almost like a tribal thing that yeah, you kind of there's safety in numbers, you know. And yeah. if you if you know that if if you're in a pack, you know that you're I don't know. There's somebody there that will stick up for you, or I mean, some people do prefer being on their own. Um. And there's certain aspects of being on your own that you miss when you're partnered up. But I think the things that... I mean, I like. I suppose the thing I value is some relationships are really quite clingy in that you, the people can't be yeah. apart. They won't let themselves do other things. But what I like about the relationship that works best for me and for us she is... You even have to talk to each other. No, but I can go out. I can stay out overnight if I want to, or I can be on my own and it's not an issue. Whereas some people can't have that or do that. So like you've got both, you know, you, you don't, if you, if you want to have company, you, you can have company, but you're not. Did trapped. you see that thing that like Mike Pence won't go to any events where there's women without his wife? Yeah. It doesn't seem like a healthy relationship. That. Yeah. But then again, he doesn't seem like a, healthy human being in terms of thought processes. No. But I think uh, the, the very fact that there are so many songs written about it means that it's... and books written about it and films written about it and just... It's obviously something basic to human nature, isn't it? That Yeah. It's weird, again, though, with like abusive relationships because you can tell that there is love there it just it's a very twisted version of it um i can see how you can tell there's a strong emotion there um whether or not it's still love when it gets to that point is debatable but i suppose it's i don't know to to need to control someone else that much is probably more based in fear and inferiority and and not loving yourself because you know if somebody needs to be abused in order to stay like you know if you've got to f- scare someone into into staying with you then is it really worth it <laughs> you know it's like it's not it's not that's not you're not getting any love back. Even if you love them, they're only staying with you for fear. Although I suppose it's That's more complicated than case, that. Because no. yeah, there is forgiveness as well, isn't there? It's a huge, complicated mess of things. Then you get the other side as a more sort of general love for just human beings. Mm. It's, it's just compassion, I guess. Empathy. Yeah. But it's weird that there's so much complexity to 
that sort of urge for well, that's because it's not one thing, isn't it? That's why different yeah. languages have different words for it because it's like, and if and if a concept isn't in your vocabulary, in your language, then can you understand it? Can you analyze it and talk about it in a way? That, I mean, you might be able to feel the emotion, but you can't really, yeah, um, express it accurately if there's no word for it nah so you have to come up with a more convoluted explanation which is why I think I don't think there is a definition of love because misconstruation it's people make it what what is right for them I think yeah and every relationship is gonna be is of necessity gonna be different every I mean the love between me and mum is gonna has to be different to the love be- that there w- could be or would be between me and anyone else because there would be differences on the other side, you know. Yeah, it's a it's a result of the two life experiences coming together, really. But I guess tied into that's also in your case and many other cases the feeling that you're comfortable enough with that person to. Raise another human being with them. <laughs> well, once you get to a certain point, you don't have a choice, really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when we broke. made the decision, the condom broke. No, dead. No, when we made when we made the decision to have a kid the first time, it was like <laughs> it just felt right. But once the once it's once it's actually happened, it's kind of. And they're shitting green on you. <laughs> that was funny. Um, not your partner. Not me. That. that what? <laughs> well, I was talking about once you've made that decision, and then you said, and then they're shitting green on you. That's not. That wasn't what happened. That was. I didn't the, think so. that was the baby. But um, yeah, it's a weird one. That ah, actually, yeah, that that does actually bring me to. The moment I think that you first feel what you can describe as pure love is when you first look into the eyes of your child that's just been born. It's that's, I mean, that's because there's no, with anyone else, there's always going to be a certain amount of um, emotional self protection involved until you get really kind of deeply involved and deeply trust someone and even yeah. then you're going to you, you can't not hold at least something back because there's always a risk that intentionally or not you're going to lose them whether that be through them leaving you or even dying you know you've got to you've got to be able to survive without them even even though that might seem like the worst thing in the world but with with a newborn child that you know is yours and you look into their eyes it's like they they don't have the capability of deliberately hurting you, you know. Yeah. At that point, it's just well, like until you, you you are completely helpless, and I have to do everything I can to, you know, protect them. Yeah. Well, to to for them to survive, really, you know. Yeah. They can't do it. It's weird because I mean, like in the animal world, you get like horses and giraffes and stuff like that. They they pretty much learn to walk within the first 10-15 minutes of being born don't they <laughs> can you imagine that it just popped out just like alright I'm off mum um, which is wasn't much popping going on <laughs> I was trying to do a pop sound there and it just went yeah you're better than me <laughs> hey that's a pop shield that's what they're for but I think that's uh, also maybe uh, partly because it's a brand new experience as well. And when you when you get to to the the, the longer you live, the the more difficult it is to find brand new experiences. And I think that's maybe a lot to do with what infatuation. Is. Do you know though, friend of mine who I meet up with every year or so when they happen to be in the area. Um, was telling me about there's there are such things as um, 
you've heard of the the song addicted to love well it's actually infatuation but there are people that are addicted to that feeling of falling in love and it's so much so that that they kind of go from relationship to relationship because they can't you know they don't they don't get anything out of the the sort of uh, continuing of the relationship it's just the initial part of falling in love that they just addicted to yeah i can get that that's a, a big adrenaline rush i guess mm. but i mean it's the same i suppose it's not the same thing happening again and again is it because it's a different person it's going to be different yeah i think the first time that it happens though you are uh naive enough to let yourself fall in love and not kind of think that you're ever gonna be hurt by it <laughs> um yeah and then what do you think about polyamorous relationships what do i think about them um i think if it's right for someone then why not but then there's all sorts of different kinds of yeah people, isn't there? Oh. Because I was watching that um, Louis Farouk thing on that. Mm, I think he's mm. actually done a few, but I the more recent it's quite one. difficult to. Well, in some ways, I'd say it's quite difficult to sustain, but at the because same time, were, any relationship is. It was sort of there were two couples, but a member of, from each of those couples were also a couple in themselves. Mm. So the people on the outside of that just sort of felt a bit left out, I think. Right. And you could tell that because. I mean, I think one of them wanted to get involved in sort of a freeway relationship. Yeah. But... But everyone's different. Just sort of got shut down, I guess. Any relationship, whether there's two people involved or three or four, it's, it's, the dynamics are going to be yeah. different, aren't they? And I guess it's just a lot more complicated then. Cause I mean, if it's difficult to find the right person for you, then it's going to be many, many times more difficult to find the right two or three people that are all right for each other. Yeah. <laughs> and work together. So, but if it works, then I don't see any reason. I mean, I don't see any reason to assume that we should be a monogamous species um, in any in, in, in any more than I see any reason to assume that we should be heterosexual. Or, no. You know, it's... I mean, a lot of it stems from religion and tradition doesn't it but even then when you look back I mean King Solomon had concubines coming out of his ears it's a weird place to fuck <laughs> especially for a concubine and in actual fact if if the species was under threat and, and we had to you know we were if there was a mass sort of wipeout of loads of people and they had to like I don't know, evacuate the planet or something, it would make more sense to send um, like a hundred women and five blokes maybe out into space because you can repopulate with much better kind of genetic variation that way. Yeah, I think I it's know. like a drop of semen contains enough sperm to impregnate every woman on the planet. Yeah, we don't actually need the men at all, we just need to farm them. And then, but, well, no, don't I'm go worried. into this. This is <laughs> dystopian shit. <laughs> I find that really disturbing when some people actually like take that idea seriously. I was like, let's just kill off everyone, all the men. Jesus Christ, take a chill pill. Well, they started with him. There's nutters everywhere. Yeah, but. They're loud. Nothing. Yeah. Well, you just got to learn to not listen. <laughs> yeah. And then you get. Uh, it, it's even more weird because you just consider the other perceptions of love in different cultures as well. Mm. Yeah. And it's just an entirely different experience sometimes. Hmm. There was the whole free love thing that the hippies had with flower power and that in the 60s, but then that kind of all died out a bit when people realised. I think, well, a lot of that came from the sexual freedom of the pill, didn't it? Um, because, you know, the women could do that as much as they liked without fear of getting pregnant. So Yeah. 
Um, but then, you know, later on, AIDS came along and everybody's like, <laughs> this is actually going to kill us. And then you get all the religious people saying that's God's punishment. Yeah, but then there's not as everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as we said. About the se- difference between sexual attraction and romantic attraction, don't you think that it would be better sometimes? Because I think you get people that are asexual but are romantically attracted to people as well. Yeah. But I think in that sort of relationship maybe it would be a case of where it would just make sense to have because I think for some people sex is a need yeah what you mean like have a physical partner and a and a life partner if you like but they're yeah. not necessarily the same thing but then yeah. of course when that has happened in history I think that's quite been predominantly focused on satisfying the man yeah, I don't think, because when you, I don't know, obviously I didn't live through it, but when you read a lot of sort of uh, fiction from sort of historical eras, it does seem to be, or have been more acceptable for Lizette, men to have a mistress. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but then back, back in those days, marriage was a very different um, practical thing, wasn't it? There was a lot to do with dowries and, you know, it was more about, sort of wealth and and marrying into the right sort of family and stuff like that so the marriage part wasn't about sex it was about money really um but yeah you're right i suppose people do have different needs so and then you in quite a lot of cultures even today there's arranged marriages Mm. where you just wonder how you actually go around that because sometimes they meet within days of getting married yeah and they just have to go well this is my life now because my parents said so yeah I can see the practical benefits of marriage I don't like the kind of linguistic suggestion that it gives like the word to mar you know it's it's, a, it's not a nice verb to attach to something to a relationship yeah but, um but it has practical benefits. But then there's the whole thing about divorce as well, where that's a confusing mess of its own. It's all just messy things that we use to say, well, these, these people love each other, so here's a thing that says that they love each other, I guess. Yeah. Well, me and mum don't wear wedding rings. It's like It's just a bit of paper, really. Oh, she's wearing hers now. <laughs> I don't wear mine. I sometimes get people criticising me for that. Oh, well, I don't really. But if people do, it's like, well, it's, it is actually for practical reasons with me. Because, like, well, I, it irritates my skin because, you know, I've got this skin condition. So it I lost weight. Better. I can fit them back on my fingers again now without them oh, cutting right. the circulation. And the other thing as well, which is probably more just a safety practical issue, is that because I play piano and trumpet I have to take I would be having to take it off and all the time and I could lose it if I do that so because like it would scratch the lacquer on my trumpet or it gets in the way when you're playing the piano so you put your ring there's a number of times I've come out of a rehearsal and had to go back to get my mobile phone off of the piano because I left the mobile phone there well imagine if I was taking a ring off that would, I'd have lost it by now at least I know it's safe I know where it is <laughs> And to be do honest, really? I don't give a shit whether or not anyone else knows I'm married or not. It's nothing to do with them, you know. Wouldn't there a sort of display there where, like, why do people kiss then? And why do people make big gestures Well, that's to show that they love? I mean, the lips are a fairly sensitive part of the body. So um, it is about physical contact and stimulating nerve endings just in the same way as more intimate it's just kind of like rubbing the lips humans are fucking weird they don't make sense (laughs) who knows it's nice though (laughs) anyway have we exhausted love yeah I was expecting this to be more sort of anecdotal thing but you seem to be very I'm not particularly wanting to bear my what are you wanting to know then 
I'd, I've just heard a lot of anecdotes from you in the past. Have you? About various... Have I been cra- drinking normally? Crazy girlfriend. No, just sometimes you talk about various crazy girlfriends and I was hoping I might squeeze that story various or two out. crazy girlfriends. Well, like, there was one... Because you were telling me when we did the sky swing... Does oh that yeah she was a fucking nutter though <laughs> yeah <laughs> would, but would you say that you fell in love with that person um at the time a version of it but it wasn't really I mean it wasn't a healthy relationship it wasn't a healthy kind of love it was um well love isn't always healthy no it's, it sometimes can be a little too much. Yeah, I mean, I think we shared we shared a couple of things in common, so it, it, that worked in that sense that you know we were both um, musicians of a sort and both liked kind of adrenaline rides and stuff like that. So that, but apart from that, she was a fucking nightmare. But then, having said that, I I know for a fact that it's just because we were completely wrong for each other. Because at, looking back at the time that we spent together I was a fucking nightmare as well you know because I I turned into something that I wasn't I wasn't happy you know yeah I guess so I turned into a true love is a relationship with another person where there's mutual improvement yeah I mean as a for instance this this particular relationship I spent about three or four years completely devoid of doing anything musically I gave up being a musician basically to try being something completely different because I don't know I, I was going through a lot of shit at that point but you know emotionally it was a kind yeah. of she she almost had me well she she did have me convinced that I was only doing music because it was what my family had always expected me to do and you know because I've been pressured into it and all this lot and it's like you know, it took, and I'm glad I kind of went through that because it took spending three years yeah. away from it and realizing how unhappy it made me to to realize that well, actually, that's just me. That's just who I am. That's what makes me happy. <laughs> you know, sometimes losing something makes you appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, and I spent pretty much most of that time stoned as well, <laughs> just to cope with the the you know. What percentage of your 20s were you stoned, roughly? Good question. Uh, I don't know, 75? (laughs) It's a difficult one to answer because I smoked anyway all that time, so it's just remembering whether or not you were smoking normal cigarettes or not. (laughs) Can you tell? Well, yeah, you can tell, but it's like... (laughs) I feel a bit... No, that's when, that's when you know it's habitual, though. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have called myself an addict in the kind of junky sense of the word, but I was certainly addicted. Yeah, um, mentally. So, oh, but it was escapism. It was kind of. This is not about love. It's <laughs> just where the conversation went. Yeah, it's, I suppose it's what the wrong kind of love can do to you. Yeah sort of that need for escape yeah being fueled by the inability to realize that the reason you're doing that is because of your relationship with another person isn't one, one thing i don't for you. one thing i don't like is that is there is there are some people that if you buy a bunch of flowers for for your wife to take home will automatically assume that you've done something wrong and that you're doing it to try to say sorry for something. It's like, well, can you not just be nice to someone for the sake of being nice to them without having big, without having an ulterior motive? They might just be pricks. Well, yeah, they might just have to just assume that men are pricks. <laughs> that all men are pricks. Yeah, but sometimes it's men that say that. So yeah, people are sometimes pricks. <laughs> yeah, and it depends on who they're with because it it does change a lot. You, because sometimes you can just sort of overhear interactions that someone else has with someone else and they, they almost seem like they're not the same person. Yeah. Well, I think depending on where you are and what you're doing... I That's think rarely you, conscious. You do, 
you do develop different personas for different environments. Yeah. Um, different sides of your personality. I mean, obviously, because if I was like this somewhere else, then that would be disastrous. <laughs> I suppose the ideal is if all the different things that you do, I suppose you're happiest if you can be as close to the same with everyone because you're never then pretending to be something that you think will be accepted. You're not necessarily pretending in those situations. No, just censoring, I suppose. No. Showing different aspects of yourself. But that that's just sometimes what sort of comes naturally and it's not you going, oh, well, what will this person think if I'm like this? Sometimes yeah. it, it's a very sort of, well, I can't be like this because then they'll think I'm weird. But I am weird, so that's kind of, it's kind of like self-defeating. If you want someone to actually like you, mm. then you kind of have to be you. And then eventually, I think the longer you're alive, the less you give a shit. You're just like, so, well, if they don't like it, it's tough shit. That's why <laughs> so. old people are so fucking nightmarish sometimes. Well, I hope it's not just, just to do with how long you've been alive, because then I don't want to be nightmarish. I mean, I want to not give a shit what other people think sometimes, but... Yeah, I guess there's a balance there. I, I do want to actually care about how what I say and do affects other people. <laughs> yeah, but not whether they think that you should be saying something, whether it actually makes them feel bad that you're saying something. Mm. But then you have to just sort of weigh up. Again, this isn't really love I guess it is because you get like platonic love as well mm. which is again confusing because I find that, uh, that person before they were my friend for I think maybe a year before then mm. but maybe that just came about because it's sort of confusing having a female friend then Confusing having a female friend. You see, I, d- I didn't well really through puberty because it's a new experience. You're sort of like, well, what that's is probably that my feeling? fault <laughs> for being around. What? Well, I was just thinking, I never went through that, and I actually feel I, in fact, all of my life, I've pretty much felt more uncomfortable around blokes than I do around girls, simply because. Well, I don't know why it is, but I just find them less threatening, um, and I've always had girls around more. Um, being a musician that tends to be the case but also um, with my parents splitting up when I was seven I was with my mum pretty much all the time at home and she taught at a girls school as well so you know there was just girls around all the time and I just felt more comfortable with them so but what I'm saying is maybe that's my fault in your case because maybe it's because I didn't have my dad around that I feel more comfortable around girls (laughs) Whereas you've had your dad around, so... I, th- I think it's fairly normal for my age to be a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, but not, not specifically necessarily around the opposite sex. It's just... Yeah. In general. Anyway, shall we... Yeah, that was a bit of a... I guess it's... A bit of an awkward episode. <laughs> It's not the easiest thing to talk about because it's a very complex thing that we don't really... Like, the English are very suppressed emotionally. I meant to say repressed, but suppressed as well. That works. Are you English? Culturally, I would say so. Okay. In terms of outlook on life. If you go, it's like, fuck this, I'm just going to put my balls in anything that moves. (laughs) That wasn't a Scottish accent. I don't know why... (laughs) I did a Yorkshire accent, I think. I don't know what it was. It was a noise. Okay. But anyway. Better go, because I need a piss. <laughs> All you need is... No, it's copyright. <laughs> All you need is piss. Dun, 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 dun. No. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Anyway. I have... I had a voice break. Well, I thought I thought we should finish off this episode in that kind of fashion where, you know, like rock bands, when they're on stage and they finish the gig, they go, we love you guys. We hate you all deeply. Perhaps not then. For the podcast listeners, <laughs> Firebolt is staring oh, yeah, really creepily at the podcast. camera. <laughs>
Nah, we we like some of you vaguely. <laughs> I don't even know how many of them there are. Twelve. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wait, no, I've been viral. Oh, I've been the orbiter, yeah. And we. What about Star it. Stuff? She. Yeah. Oh, I haven't been Star Stuff. I've not really been here. Okay. Bye. Who, who said that? Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'd really appreciate if you support us on various things, obviously subscribing on YouTube, Twitch, following us on Twitter or Facebook. We have a Discord server that you can join and talk to us and other people, and a website where you can check out blog posts. And obviously this isn't free for us to run, so if you'd like to support us financially, we have a Patreon page where you can donate monthly and get subscriber rewards. We also have a Stream Elements tipping page where you can make one-off donations. The links are all in the description. Farewell. See you next time. Now you're now going to read the article. Sensory craving. Craving for sense objects. Karma. Oh, is that where Karma Sutra comes from then? Shringara is rapturous intimacy. Sex without true intimacy and sharing can leave us feeling empty. Emotional content of the experience. Shringara. Matri or generous compassion. Giving out love in little ways wherever, whenever you can. Oh, like, yeah, okay. Acts of kindness. Impersonal devotion. Unconditional self-love. I like the, the idea of that. Yeah. Have we finished? I think so. Because we said bye. Okay.